Good to see everybody. If you're first time here, we just want to welcome you guys. We want you guys to feel, uh, guys and gals, just to enjoy yourself. Uh, you know, we, we really enjoy our freedom in Christ. We really do. Because God paid so much more. How much more do we got in him? Amen. So today, I believe today's message is going to be a blessing to you. It's going to be an encouraging to, uh, word for you. And I tell you what, we're going to get a reminder of God's love. Anybody ever need just a little reminder of God's love? It's amazing we can forget after all he's done, but sometimes it's just good to get a reminder. Really. It's good, good for somebody to tell you. You know, your wife, when you get married, you just say, I love you on that day. You like to hear it every now and then, right? Husbands, don't forget to touch, all right? But regardless of your situation, regardless of your past, am I speaking to anybody? Regardless of your situation, regardless of your past, uh, God says, I still love you. Isn't that something? I, I love that. I just love, and see, because it's totally resting upon the goodness of God and his perfect sacrifice. And, you know, sometimes we can, can have a rough week, rough day, or even a rough time even coming sitting in here. Uh, because a lot of times our feelings will lie to us. Amen. Will your emotions lie to you? Yes, they will. I don't feel saved. I don't, what are you supposed to feel like? You know, I mean, you, you know, sometimes you might not just feel saved. But you know what? Uh, I want to remind you today that, you, you know, when you call on the name of Jesus, we are saved. Amen. Because of what he did. And that is the theme of today. So my prayer is there is never, ever another time when you walk out of this is my prayer that you never have to you never have to question if you've given your life to the Lord, you call on the name of Jesus, that he's got you. Amen. That's what the takeaway is. I'm just telling you right at the shoot. That's where we're going. All right. And we're just going to rivet that on home. So, uh, man, I tell you a lot of stuff I want to I want to cover today. And, and really, I, I want to talk about let me hit the scripture. This is where we're going to end up with. I got a little bit of reading to unpack and I want you guys to follow along with me. But Hebrews chapter 9, if you got your Bibles with you, you can break that out. If not, I've got most of the stuff up here on, on the screen. I always encourage you to bring your Bibles. always encourage you to read God's Word every day. Amen? So with that being said, I'm going to give you a little background so we can wrap our minds around just how much more God has for us. Amen? Does that sound good? Anybody use a little bit more? A little bit more, Jesus? Amen. Always good. So we're going to start out here. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 1. And, and I really want to take a look at it. You know, God just does such an amazing job, doesn't he? He's just so perfect, isn't he? And, and he sets the stage here in Hebrews chapter 9 to give us a good understanding how the old covenant has been replaced by the new and better covenant through God's grace and the Lord Jesus Christ, right? No longer under the law, but under grace. Anybody like grace? Amen. I'm all in for some grace, right? You know, that's, that's what I'm talking about. So I want to cut through this a little bit. We're going to read, preach, teach, and cut on through, okay? So Tim, I'm going to get you to follow along. And let's jump on into it, all right? It says, uh, starting in verse 1, it says, That first covenant between God and Israel had regulations for worship and a place of worship here on earth. There were two rooms in that tabernacle. In the first room were a lampstand, a table, and sacred loaves of bread on the table. This room was called the holy place. Then there was a curtain, and behind the curtain was the second room called the most holy place. In that room were a gold incense altar and a wooden chest called the Ark of the Covenant which was covered with gold on all sides. Inside the ark were a gold jar containing manna, Aaron's staff that sprouted leaves, and the stone tablets of the covenant. You know, that's the Ten Commandments, okay? Above the ark were the cherubim of the divine glory, whose wings stretched out over the ark's covenant, the place of atonement. And he goes on to say, so, but we cannot explain these things in detail now. So let's just take a look at this. I want to talk about this here. Isn't it amazing how God will speak to you? Amen. How many know my routine, right? Wednesday night, I'm going to be in, 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 the, in the prayer tower. Lord, what do you got for us? I mean, as soon as we say on Sunday, man, I'm thinking, Lord, what are we going to preach on next week? So I go, 
And I said, you know, I just need to just pray because I'm not, I just I just need to pray. And as my wife tells me often, she said, you're sleeping. I was sleeping then. I was praying and I just went to sleep. And I woke up and it was 1130 and I had nothing. I said, I ain't got nothing. So when I went to go to bed, Denise said, hey, are you done? I said, I ain't even got started. She said, you fell asleep, didn't you? I said, I did. I was just tired. <laughs> Some things don't change, do they? So I said, now, well, I'll tell you what, what does change, man. I used to panic on that. But I, I've seen the faithfulness of God. And I said, you know, I said, yeah. I said, you know what? He, he's going to have to carry it. So I got up the next morning and got ready to jump in the shower. And it was cold, man. I had that heat going. And I don't know. Denise always got to open the door. I'm going, hey, it's cold. So I jumped in behind the shower curtain and go, man, it feels good in here. And the Lord spoke to my heart. And he said, so many people. Don't go beyond the veil. They don't be go, go beyond the curtain that I split for them so they can walk into the holies of holies. Amen. That's where that message came from. God will talk to you in the shower, won't he? I often say that. That's the only time I got my mouth shut because I can't swim. So when I've been quiet, God will show us. So he took a four ninety nine shower curtain and anointed that to give us this message. God gets some gas mouths, don't he? I just love it. Yeah. I bet you they don't teach that in seminary. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just telling you, I, a direct revelation, all right? Oh, my goodness. So I just want to let you all know how these things come about sometimes. But the Lord showed me this week many times that our, uh, his children are not living behind the veil and the curtain in the presence of God's grace. It's as if we remain standing outside looking in, amen? You know, sometimes we feel like we don't belong because of past mistakes and past sins and everything like that. Sometimes we just think, well, you know, our emotions lie to us, you know, wow. If you were really saved, you would have never said this, done this, or whatever. But the truth of the matter is, God wants to show us today, I believe, that how much more he has for us, okay? So I'm going to keep on rolling with that. So I was looking at this. I said, you know, as we, we look at this, I said, I'm going to just read what I have. I said, this is what happens to us. I said, you know, I think we know that we're welcome in the presence of God, right? I mean, God dwells in us if we're a believer, right? But we turn the volume up in the world sometimes and don't listen to what he says. Guilty, amen? Sometimes, yes, indeed. So what I want us to look at, I said, you know, but a lot of times our lack of knowledge and understanding of what God's done for us keeps us at arm distance from the blessing. It really does. If, if you don't understand all that you have uh, in God, you might not claim that and walk in it. Y'all see where I'm getting with this? You know, if you don't know you got a million dollars in the bank, you, you're probably not going to spend it, right? You know, well, some folks might try to, but I don't know. But what I'm saying is here, as we understand what, what God has done, that equips us to draw on what God's done. And we do that through faith. Amen. That's what I want you to see today. So let's take a look at this as we draw close to God. And, and, and I tell you what, we're going to experience. I just believe God's going to do something here today. I believe it. All right, I'm going to keep on rolling. Tim, we're on you. God, Tim, you the best. Ready. Psalm 6. It says, when these things were all in place, the priests regularly entered the first room as they performed their religious duties. Aren't you glad you don't have to do any duties for God? It's about grace. By grace you're saved through faith. Amen. All right, but only the high priest ever entered the most holy place and only once a year. Do you know you can come to God any time of the day? Isn't that something? You see the difference? I just want to pull out some of the difference what they were dealing with under the Old Testament, which you have in the New Testament. Let's keep on rolling. And he always offered blood for his own sins and for the sins that the people had committed in ignorance. By these regulations, the Holy Spirit revealed that the entrance to the most holy place, listen to this, was not freely opened as long as the tabernacle and the system that represented were still in use. Guess what? It's not in use. Guess what's in use? Grace. All right, let's keep on rolling. 
This is, this is what I'm saying. The old is always pointing to the new, okay? Here we go. It says in verse 9, it says, This is the illustration pointing to the present time. For the gifts and sacrifices that the priests offered are not able to cleanse the conscience of the people who bring them. Hold on to that just for a minute, but don't stay there. Just hold on to that. For the old system deals with uh, deals only with food and drink and various cleansing ceremonials, uh, ceremonies, uh, physical regulations that were in effect only until a better system could be established. How many know what that new system is? Jesus, right? Let's keep on going. Right. Verse 11. Here's where we want to get to. So Christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He has entered the greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not part of the created world. With his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves. Ready for this? He entered the most holy place once for all times and secured our redemption. Say, I'm secure, I'm secure. in Christ. In Christ. Oh, man, that's good stuff. All right, let's keep going. Under the old system, the blood of, go of goats and bulls and the ashes of a young uh, cow could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurities. Just, this is where I want you to get, this is where I want you to latch on to this, ready? Just think, how much more the blood of Christ will purify our conscience from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. That is why he is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and his people so that all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they had committed under the first covenant. Somebody say amen. amen. I'm telling you what, that's awesome, isn't it? So, so isn't that free? Isn't that a powerful truth? So let's take a look at this here. So I pray that, you know, we never look at ourselves any other way other than just what we, we see that the Bible describes of where we are. Okay, that, that's what we got to get. There's so much more for you. There's so much more for me, regardless of your situation. Somebody, come on. Y'all, Bruce, come on. Help. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. So with that being said, let's take a look at man's situation in the beginning. If you got your handouts, we're going to pull out three points that the Lord showed me, and we're going to walk through them. So let's talk about the situation. All right? Here we go. There may be all types of situations we find in a person's life, right? All different types of situations, situations that you're going through, she's going through, he's going through, and what I'm going through. But there's, there's one common thread, right, in the beginning, right here. We're all dealing with a situation of sin, amen? Okay, I want to I talk to you about it now. How do you know that? You don't even know me. My first time here. You know what? I'm going to tell you what God says about it. Romans 3.23. Now, a little homework. You guys can write this down. This is, this, sometimes they call this the Roman road, amen? Roman road, these scriptures that I'm giving you here, if you write these down and commit them to memory or, or have an understanding of them, you can take God's word and lead somebody to Jesus, amen? So I, I'm giving you the whole framework here. And I pray that everyone that comes through here knows what it takes to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Why do you hammer this home? Because you know what? I talk to other people that go to other places and I'm not bashing no churches or anything else. And I talk to people and I say, hey, you know, uh, do you know Jesus? Oh, yeah. And then they tell me how that they're walking with Jesus, meaning, well, I do this because and I do that. And they talk about works and they talk about this and because I give. and because I'm like, wait a minute. What are they teaching? And what I want you to know is, it's all about the finished work of Jesus Christ, and you put your faith in that, okay? 
And, and I, this is just the laying the groundwork because, you know, we're going to be celebrating Resurrection Day. Man, I want to get you guys so pumped up. We fill that park up for Jesus like that. Okay? So let's keep on rolling. So look at this. The situation, no matter what's going on, sometimes we, have to, we just got to deal with that. We all, uh, let's read it again. For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standards. Any questions on that? We, we, anybody? Right? We got it. We're there. And you know, it's usually, and this is what I say a lot of times, I understood that part early on, but I needed to know what the remedy is. I'm going to tell you the remedy, all right? Just hold on. Well, let's keep on rolling. Then we go to Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. You'll be surprised at how many people hear this, but don't receive this. I'm going to say it again. You'll be surprised how many people hear this and don't receive this. You know, we want them to understand the life-changing gift. So that's why we keep passing this on. That's why we make the opportunities all the time. Amen? Anybody take advantage of any opportunity they can to share Jesus? Can I tell you a story? Oh, man. What a week. Anybody had a rough week at work? Well, you weren't on my job. <laughs> all right? But you know what? I had a, I had a day just, just, I was like, you know what? How can everything be so good to 9 o'clock and then like at 9 or 1? God, God, I'm going, and me and my buddy are going, like, we were right here, everything was fine, and now we're over here, and this is not good. And we, we just, I was like, man, this is crazy. So anyway, let me tell you how God, you know, God is just so good. You remember what we said this many times, if you got something going on in your life, if you can find somebody else to help, it'll change everything. I'll go a little step further. If you have the opportunity to share Jesus with somebody, it'll change your day. So guess what he did? I was like, man, this is not cool. So me and my buddy are walking through different areas and, and stuff. And uh, where I work at, they got pipes and this and that and everything. And I come around the corner and I see a friend of mine. And he does a lot of the tours and stuff. And I see about 25 teenagers and a teacher. And you know me, I got to play with I, I, How many people like jokes? Especially when you're playing them on somebody else, right? Yeah. And I don't know what got into me. And uh, I went over there, and my buddy's there, and I go, hey. And he goes, hey, how you doing? You know, he's going to introduce me and my buddy. And I go, oh, hey, how's everybody doing? It's good. And I'm just walking through. And I said, he's not playing tour guide again, is he? I said, he doesn't even work here. You know, I'm just teasing him. <laughs> going, what? And so I got the kids right now, so I'm just teasing. And I said, so, I said, where are y'all from? And they said the magic words, right? And not that it really mattered, but, man, I had a connection. They said, we're from Alliance Christian Academy. I said, oh, yeah. Me and Miss Tyler's been over there years and years and years. They called us over there to do some worship and preach and stuff. I said, I got them now. See, just don't assume just because somebody comes to church, they know the deal. Amen? I got to tell you about that. So I couldn't make that. I couldn't, I couldn't take that chance, right? Couldn't take that chance. Now, I was all knotted up about what was going on the inside, but I'm going to tell you what, man. When I got to start sharing about Jesus, and you know it's kind of fun because this is what I did. You know, you just... They don't think older folks can relate with, with younger folks. Jesse, I can't. All right? So we were there. I got this whole crowd of people. Now, my buddy's on a tour, right? <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to share with these. So he's over there. He's going, oh, okay. So I get up over there. And so I'm going over there, and I see this one kid like this. I said, hey, so, so, uh, so what's going on? What's your name? And so the guy's like, ah, 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 ah. I said, you don't know your name, boy? How old are you? He's like, I'm 16, sir. And he told me his name, so I just had caught him off guard a little bit. And y'all know many times we'll do like a little illustration, uh, rip a dollar and, you know, talk about sin, ripping, ripping us away. And I won't go through that today, but I love doing that. Well, the next thing you know, they ain't thinking about 
airplanes and space stuff. They're thinking about their spiritual destination. And it got real quiet. And my buddy, right, with his hat on back, is it? Go ahead, tell him, buddy, see? Go ahead. <laughs> I had a little amen section, right? So I got to tell those folks about the greatness of God. And a lot of them, I think they've heard it many times, but have never received it. But you know what? That day they had another opportunity. I want to make sure that we always have an opportunity and we take advantage of the opportunity. And so I said, hey, you guys have a great day. And he does work here. All right? So, so I went on around here, and my buddy said, Man, you just jump right into that. I said, man, I said, I think I need to hear more than they did. You know, because after that, after I got to share about the goodness of God, everything else rolled off. I wasn't worried about he said, she said, what are we going to do all that? I just said, man, I had an opportunity to impact eternity right there in the midst of a bad day. You know what? It'll usually show up on a bad day. It's not usually on one of those really faith-filled days I feel like I've been praying up. I think I will share Jesus, Right? It's usually like, you know, when you're sneezing and you're just backed into something or whatever, and, or whatever the case, God said, well, today's the day I want you to, to share some Jesus. Just throwing that out there in case it's coming your way. You but you know, or drive through McDonald's. We'll do that. I'll tell that story next week. <laughs> because, you know, you never, you, never, you never know when it's going to be your last day. Amen. I always say you don't know where you're going, but you can know. You don't know when you're going, but you can know where you're going. And so that's why, that's why I want you to see the situation. So our situation is all of sin and fall short of glory, God. So the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Let's keep on rolling. So let's look at, look at this. So where does that wage put us? It puts us guilty before God. If we think we're going to work our way to heaven, guess what? Give up. You can't. You can't be smart enough. You can't do enough or anything else. But see, what I want you to see is that is not a place that I want to be. I don't want to be guilty before God. The truth is, without Jesus, we're guilty before God. But in Jesus, what happened? We've been redeemed. Right? What's over there? Come on, it don't matter. Come on. Hey, we convert an alien. I don't know what it is. It don't make no difference. Everybody sitting still like it ain't me. It ain't me. It ain't me. It don't matter. It don't matter. Hey, you know what? Come on down. Hey, if you know what? Tell me, still got about 30 minutes. Come, come on. Bill, don't blame that on your mom. <laughs> Don't give me. It's, it's my mom. That's all right. It's good. It's good. So anyway, let's take a look at this. Where does that put us? Guilty. And it's only when you feel guilty because Miss Gladys is like, it was me. <laughs> it was me. It's okay. It's all right. Well, let's keep on going. What else we got? So we don't want to be guilty before God. We're in need of a Savior. Amen? See, that's what the Word of God does. shows us, right? It shows us for all sin, and we've also fall short of the glorious standard of God. So when we know that, then we start to understand, I have a need. I need a Savior, amen? So this is what I want to get real clear to everybody. Is this getting brighter? Is this starting to make some sense? Guess what? We got so much more coming. Everybody ready? So the next thing is we are in need of the gift of grace, amen? I mean, here, gift of grace. Gift of grace. That's all about Jesus. We will keep on rolling here. I do want to share something. I put a little note up here. I work with some amazing guys, and I remember several years ago, this popped in my mind. And when people know that, uh, that you're a Christ follower, sometimes they treat you better, sometimes they treat you worse. It don't matter. They don't treat you some way, so, you know, whatever. And, you know, sometimes they stop cussing when you come around. Sometimes they start cussing when you come around, you know. But I remember one day I was working with this fella, and uh, I wasn't even saying nothing. And he was talking to me. He says, you know, I said, how's your family? You know, or something. He goes, 
My family's good. He says, you know, my, my daughter is the perfect Christian. That's all right. That's, that's wonderful. What I didn't tell him was, I am too. You are too. She is too. You are too. You see what I'm getting at? Because in Christ, right, it's a level playing field. It don't get no more better. How about that? I don't know if that's a, uh, what translation that is, but this is true. Because this is what happens a lot of times. We think we're going to maintain it. Now, please never, ever, ever, ever think that I don't say try to do your best and be your best and all that. That's not what I'm saying. What I want you to know is we've been justified just as if we never sinned. Amen. In the Lord Jesus Christ. See, because you think there's a bunch of different levels. Well, there, there, there's a, this Christian is a front row Christian. This, uh, this kid Christian is sitting in coach. This one is uh, sitting back here in, you know, the cheap seats, the economy seats. That's not what it is. Amen. Aren't you glad that it's all front row seat because of what he did on that cross? Amen. I love it. Let's keep on rolling. Got some more word for you all. Got a lot of good notes to write down this week, okay? So justification, just as if we never sinned. And I look at this here. I said, man, Romans 4.25, right? He was delivered over to death for what? Our sins and, he, and raised to life for our justification. So I look at this. On your worst day, God still saw the best in you. Isn't that something? Have you ever had a bad day and you don't even see the best in you? Yes. Yeah, sometimes they come close together too. But God still sees what's best in you. And, and look at this again. Let's take a look at the scripture. And it said, so why was he delivered over to death? Let's just break it down, right? For our sins, right? You see that? For our sins. Okay, why was he raised to life? For our justification. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Romans 5, 8. I love this, man. Here we go. But God... Demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Man, I'm just getting warmed up on what God's got for us today. You know, you should never doubt after today what God's done for you. Amen. That's my prayer. See, we often think just like that guy thought that I talked about. I know he loved his daughter, and I know that, that you know, I'm sure she was modeling Christ and all that. I'm not taking away from what, what she was doing, all right? But what I want you to see, it's about what God did. And when he looks at you, he sees you perfect without blemish because he's looking through the, the finished sacrifice of Jesus Christ. What did it say? He was delivered over to death for our sins. That's why he came. They get all wrapped up. You know, sometimes you see like on the history channel, who killed Jesus? Me and you. Our sins. Amen. Oh, it was the Jews. It was the Romans. It was... Look, rewind. Go back to me. That's why he came. To die for us. And they didn't, if you really ask me, he, you know, and that's what the Bible said, he laid down his life. Amen? And he picked it back up. He laid down his life for you. We got to make it personal. Here we go. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good so far? Say amen. amen. All right. Romans 5, 9, and 10. Boy, I got some good scriptures here today. They're all good. Since we have now been justified by his blood, this is what I want you to see, how much more Shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Man, God is so filled with the so much more, the how much more for you and for me. And we leave it on the table. We shut the door on it. We shut the Bibles on it. And we don't walk in the fullness of what we got. It's already bought and paid for. I want you to see that. And I want you to experience that today. So let's drink that in. 
And so many people, I, I, how about this? Why do so many people think God is mad at them? You ever seen that? Have we ever felt that? We have. You know, we feel, man, we let them down. We've done this. And, you know, maybe we have. Let our, usually we let ourselves down. But God's still looking for your best. And he's able to see it because he sees you in Christ. Amen? When we're in crisis, he still sees you in Christ. Right? I want y'all to see that. That's a good word. He loves you. It's just, you know, just like he said. He said, while we were his enemies, we were reconciled. You know your checkbook when you get it all straight? It's been reconciled. Guess what? In your life when you call on Jesus, it's got it all straight because you've been reconciled. That's what I want you to see, all right? We'll keep on going here. We're made right in a relationship. So let's get another situation here. We got to go to the realization, amen? And this is what really, really, really I spent a lot of time on thinking about this from time to time. The realization. So, so far we saw our situation. We see God coming on the scene. And what happened when we received the Lord is his justification. Now, guess what? How do we walk into realization? You ready for that? Let's go ahead. I thought about this. I thought about this and wrote it on down. I want to share it with you. I said, you will never see the manifestation take place without the realization taking hold. What do you mean? What I mean by that is you'll never walk into fullness of what God's got for you if you don't understand what God's done for you. Does that make sense? I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm saying even if you call upon the name of the Lord, you're saved. That's what he did. But as we understand the how much more, wow. When you understand God's not up there grading you and going, well, you didn't do too good today. I think I might have to take that, take that back. Oh, well, you did pretty good. I'm going to give that back to you. That's not unconditional love, is it? Unconditional means without conditions. Amen. This message is something that you guys know, but I want you to hear it again. And again and again. Because you know what? When you get that down and get the realization in your life, you're going to see the manifestation of what God's doing through your life. Right? And you're going to see how it impacts not only your family, but others. Amen? That's what I hope today. We've got a great opportunity with outreach and things like that. We've got opportunities every day. It might be in the midst of your, your, your regular day. It might be on your worst day. It might be going through a line and letting somebody in front of them. But I'm going to tell you what the realization is, is that, you know what, God is willing and ready to use you right where you are. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. Get the realization of your redemption. Now, that's what I think really a lot of times that we don't get the freedom of that because we don't understand all of that. But there's something about knowing that you were guilty, and now you've been set free, totally free, paid in full, redeemed. Isn't that something? And, and as good as that is, it is for, for our minds and everything, it's for, it just renews our spirit. When you know that you're redeemed, when you know that you're bought, signed, sealed, and delivered. Isn't that something? Any of y'all got any bills? I thought this was, this was everybody. Have you ever paid a bill and it's the last payment? And you put... Paid in full. Now, I learned that from my dad, right? Never had a credit card. Never did that. And he, would, he was one of these guys that would save up until you get it. Does anybody do that anymore? We ought to. <laughs> we ought to. You just save up until you can buy it. And he always said, excuse me, I need you to write paid in full on that. I said, why do you always do that? He said, you can't come back on me. It's a done deal. It's done. It's paid. All right? Jesus says, it's paid for. In full, amen. You got his word on it. You got his word on it. So then, so just as good, man, you go, go ahead and you pay off your, your car and you may, you know you do a little dance and say, the car's paid for, the car's paid for. And your wife say, yeah, yeah, here we go, school. Amen. 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 But you know what usually happens is, right, we go, 
It's paid for. What's new? What's new out there, right? Let's get something different, right? Well, you know what? Here's the deal. I just want you to see the realization of the redemption. How much more of what we got in that? Amen. Isn't that good? Isn't it good to know that you bought and paid for? Let's keep on going. Let's get the realization that you have been forgiven. Man, we could preach on that every week. Anybody need forgiveness? That was the song. Everyone needs forgiveness. Man, I tell you, isn't that something? And I want you to hear this. Maybe we need to forgive ourselves. Just saying. Amen. We can be worse, uh, our worst enemies. Over and over, I think that's something that we, we I know that we can, can keep pulling on. Not only that, I said, you know what? When we know that we're forgiven and we know that we're right with the Lord because of what he's done, not only does that just uplift our spirits, but I think it helps us in just our health. Amen? Huh? If you're worried, I mean, there's no peace in no man. I don't know, you know, back and forth. You're unsettled. You're anxious about stuff. See, this is what I hope this message does today. I hope it just calms your nerves, settles everything out. Paid in full, guilt's gone, forgiveness is free, claim it just by faith, right? And get the realization of that. You're no longer in that situation you were in if you called on the name of Jesus. If you're in that situation today, call on the name of Jesus. Amen? Because he will justify you. What do you mean? Just as if you never sinned. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine going into the courtroom shackled? Man, shackled, and they said, you did it. And you go, guilty. And you're standing there. And the sentence is getting ready to come down. And it's, I mean, the gavel's coming down. You're guilty, man. I just, you know, I just kind of imagine coming down. Before it hits, Jesus says, or somebody you don't even know possibly says, I love them so much, it's paid in full. I'm paying their fine, amen? You know who did that, don't you? Jesus, Amen. Jesus says, you are paid for in full. Now, would, that, would, would I or you or anybody in their right mind right, say, no, I'm good, just put me in jail? I don't think so. I think they would embrace the one who paid the fine. I pray today embrace the one that paid the fine in his name is Jesus. Amen? Let's take a look at this. I want you to take a look at this here. Get the realization of how much more God has for you. That's what I hope you get today. You know, I had a lot of other notes in here, man, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to pull this together because it just really, it just, it's just amazing on my heart when I start looking at what God's done and God's allowed us to do and what God ha has given us a part to do in ministry and family and everything else. And I think, man, I said, man, Lord, you are amazing because I would never pick me. You ever felt like that? Huh? I said, man. But see, still what happens is, people say, I would never pick me, and they stay there. But I said, I never picked me, but you did. Woo! Come on, somebody. You remember that Shrek? You remember at the end of the movie? The little donkey goes, pick me, pick me, pick me. I love that's me. I go, no, pick me, pick me. You know? What, what can you offer me? Nothing. Are you smart? Not really. Are you good looking? Go ahead, Lucy. <laughs> that is not in the notes, but I appreciate it, baby. <laughs> you know, it, it's something. 
that we can laugh and we can enjoy things and stuff like that. I just want to get the point across. I just want to get the point across that, you know what, it's paid in full. I want you to see the realization of that. It's not based on anything else other than Jesus did. Today's message was not a hard message for us to comprehend, I hope. It's the message that's thread through with, with, with a scarlet thread through the Bible of God's redemption for you and for me. And man, let him just sow that in your heart, the goodness of God. Isn't that something? I go back to that again. I go back to that and just put my, myself. Anybody got a ticket before? Amen? I got my first one when I was 14 years. I didn't even have a driver's license. How do you get a ticket? Yes, it was for reckless driving. Debbie goes, I know. Right? You think so? Boy, he really rides that motorcycle. She never lets me ride hers. Grayson will, though. <laughs> but, you know, I, I like to go fast. I like to get going. I like to do stuff. And, I, and, and, you know, and I just didn't know they didn't want me to tear up the schoolyard with my motorcycle. But they told me about it. And I remember standing there, and I was like 14, and all my buddies were there. It was five of us, and my buddy said, just stop. Everything's going to be okay. They ain't going to do nothing with just kids. You know what they said? Duck your head. Get in the back. That's what they did. All the cool guys got in one car. I got in the car. The guy was going, my dad's going to beat me to death. I'm like, I'm banging on the thing. Hey, can I sit up front? You know, he knew the hammer was coming down, right? He said, what does this have to do with this? Let me tell you something. We went there, and I could see my dad walking across that field. And my dad was not real big, but that day he was looking big. I had my motorcycle for two days. Two days. And I could see him. He started out about this big, and he was walking. And he was getting bigger. And he was getting bigger. I said, lock the door. Lock the door. I'm serious, man. I mean, Bob didn't play. But he showed me some grace that day. Because I was already beating myself. I said, man, they're going to take my bike. Because they're getting ready to impound the motorcycle. I said, I just paid for it. I just got it off the truck yesterday evening. I went this morning, and now I'm in the cop car. How did this happen? My dad said, uh, hey, boy. I said, yeah. He said, didn't, know, didn't you know you was not supposed to be up here? I was like, I do now. But that wasn't what he asked me. I knew that. He said, get that thing home. Be safe. Be careful. Went home. I said, oh, man. I pushed it. Kick it down high school all the way home. Almost all the way home. As soon as they left, I got on it. <laughs> Went back. My mom's like, oh, my gosh. My baby's up in the back. It's a police car and all this and everything else. Oh, yeah. I said, it's all right. It'll be all right. I don't think he'll be riding up there no more. We went to court. Now, let me tell you. When you grew up where I did, you played guitar, played baseball, rode motorcycles, and you just thought about getting your driver's license. That's all you wanted. 14. Now you've got that long, long eternity of two years till you get 16, right? That's in your mind. You think, two years, oh my gosh, I don't know. Oh my goodness, Let's, oh, we need to buy this car today, Dad. He's like, no, you got two years. And I went there, and the police officer said, the boys were very, um, you know, they were very kind, everything else. He was preaching grace. And he said, they stopped when I asked him to stop. They didn't pull no punches. I'm just laying it here. And that judge looked over that thing. He said, I want to be clear with something. If I see any of you all in here 
anytime soon, you, and, and still, I get nervous talking about it now. You will not get your license until you're 18. I was like, oh, 18, four years. And you would think, you would think. Now, and I'm, and the only reason I'm telling this story here, a couple of years, Jesse. Uh, only reason I'm telling you the rest of the story, because this is what exactly what we did. So you said, I bet you never went back up there again, right? I never stopped when the lights came on again. Not real proud of that. Because my messed up thing was when I stopped and they threw me in jail. They threw me in the car. I'm not stopping. So I just kept running and running and running. And they come in and kept going. Right? That's probably not the best thing to do. Why didn't I learn from that? If you're sitting here today and you say, you know, I understand that. I keep running from God. I keep running from what I'm supposed to do. You know what? God's grace is more than enough to reach you where you are. And it'll sure outrun the count cycle 100. Amen. It'll come where you are. Over and over and over, I thought about that. I thought about it because my dad could have just said, boy, that's it. I'm going to take the bike. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, do this, do this. But I always thought, man, he sure was cool about that. He sure was cool about that. You know, sometimes I've learned, and i got a lot to learn being a dad, but I'm learning. Sometimes when you want to pull their hair out, the best thing is just hug them. And I think they remember that more. Amen. Because I've never forgot that. I would have liked to forgot it if it was the other way around. But the reason I'm telling you these stories is this. Because you know what? Sometimes we find ourselves in a, in a bad situation. Sometimes you might find yourself on the other end of the law. Now I'm talking about the law in the Bible, right? You know what I mean? But let me tell you about that. We're under grace now. We're under grace, which means... You know what? That God is going to respond. Let me put it this way. The way my pops responded to me was an act of God through his life. And I got to see that. And boy, I sure did desire that. Have you ever been in that spot and you said, man, I know the hammer's going to fall. I know this is it and this and it. And somebody shows you grace. And if it really touches your heart, guess what? You go, wow, I'm going to pass that on. So what I want to pass on you to, to you today is to how much more that God's got for you, amen? Because God is love, amen? I want to read this again. Hebrews 9, 14 says, Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our conscience from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. The number one thing that will happen in your life when you allow the enemy to lie to you, right, is that he'll take your conscience and turn it around to guilt, into fear, into doubt, and keep you from coming in here. He'll keep you from opening your Bible, amen. He'll keep you from saying you're sorry. He'll keep you, the, the enemy will try to keep you from, from receiving God's forgiveness or passing on his forgiveness. Remember the how much more that God's given you. Remember that you've been justified. Remember the realization is that Christ, the blood of Christ, will purify our conscience from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. And we got a lot to praise the Lord about. Amen. We have a lot to praise the Lord about. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. You know what? That's the whole message. That's the whole message today. God's made a way. Are you willing to just say, I'm yours? 
Let us pray. Father God, I thank you today that regardless of our situation, you, you have the whole much, whole much more for us, so much more for us to just uh, bring us into that right relationship. Lord, I pray today that folks heard about the grace of God. Lord, I pray that we're encouraged, encouraged to live for you today. Not to be slackers, but to live for you because of the love that you have, because of what you've done for us, because of the how much more that we have in you. And if you're sitting here today, you say, well, buddy, that, that sounds good. You know, I, and, and I'd like to have that peace that you're talking about. I'd like to know the Lord personally. Well, let me tell you what, today's your day because you know what? The Lord tells us all we got to do is call upon the name of Jesus. Amen. If you're sitting here today and I ask you this question, if you died today, are you 100% sure that you go to heaven? Let's just sit there for a minute. Are you 100% sure that you go to heaven? You say, well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I've been to church. Oh, that's nice. I didn't ask you that. All right? I asked you, if you took your last breath here, are you sure of a place in heaven? Well, I'm a pretty good person. Well, we just saw all his sin fall short of glory to God. Now, let me help you with that. And all I'm going to do is be a, 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 a sign pointing to Jesus. Amen? He says that the blood of Christ will purify our conscience from all sinful deeds so that we can worship the one living God. He tells us when we call on the name of Jesus, if you're here today and you want to be sure, just make this your prayer from your heart. Dear Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today I'm trusting you, Lord, to be my Savior. I believe you're the Son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Sin of the world. Save me. If that's you today and you prayed that prayer, don't leave here without saying, you know what? I prayed that prayer today with you. Because you let me tell you, let me promise you this. God says, I got you. You're mine. You're sealed with my spirit. What an amazing, amazing gift of God. And let me remind you, there's so much more. It's your day. It's your day, sweetie. It's your day. Praise God. Lord, I thank you for all you do. Lord, I thank you that even in the midst of some of the craziness that uh, we pull and we do and we run and we jump and we do all these things and, and run from you, Lord, that you never, we never get too far that you won't grab hold of us, Lord. And I thank you today, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. Lord, I, I pray for each one here and those that couldn't make it today. I pray healing over their body. I pray for their finances. I pray for, for just drawing close. I pray for unity in families. I pray for addictions to be broken in the mighty name of Jesus right now. I pray for, for neighbors. I pray for our city. I pray for, for those that we're going to encounter this week, Lord, that they can see the how much more in our life and we can share Jesus with them. Amen. Because that's what it's all about. Lord, help us to be a witness. Lord, I thank you for those that are witnessing for Christ. Lord, I thank you for those that, are, that are, are, are standing in for families. Lord, I thank you for those today that you know what? Even when the, when the, when the world shuts a door, that you'll see that God will open a window. I don't care. I'm praying for jobs. I'm praying for situations. I'm praying for family members that are in the hospital. Lord, today we lay them at your feet. We just come together as your family, Lord, knowing that we can always come to you because of that new and better covenant in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Praise God.